Well, g'day, g'day, g'day. Uh, anxiety. Anxiety. Oh. I can't think of a better song. Anxiety is to worry about the future. The future is, of course, the unknown. Because no matter how much rhetoric we sit on here and share with this particular mechanism called a microphone and a podcast, no matter how much we present and talk about the possibilities of a vision of manifesting with uh, the manifestation process, about the power of attraction and all the talk we give to visualization, we know that shit happens. (laughs) It's the truth. And therefore, there is always the unknown. How a person deals with the unknown is a really interesting thing. Those who have a re- are lucky and have a religious practice deal with the unknown by asking the knower of the unknown, their higher power, to make sure the unknown is known. In other words, please guarantee me um, that I will be safe. Those that don't have a higher power uh, have a variety of options, such as um, being cautious, um, being uh, uh, wishing for luck, um, going to places and donating, try to get their good karma, their just uh, uh, approved, and therefore have some sort of blessings in the bank. There are those of us who try to practice the universal laws uh, of nature and say that everything on this earth has a purpose. Um, Nature supports everything that lives its purpose and destroys anything that doesn't. Um, And you can take that one step further, uh, Anybody who uh, is, uh, we destroy and or we sabotage anything we can't link to our purpose. Sort of, I think, all of those options, and uh, there are probably another thousand more that I haven't mentioned, all of those options come down to one simple statement, and that is, if we don't trust the unknown, we will have anxiety about it. I know when I stand up to do a keynote speech in front of thousands of people, I'm far more nervous than I am when I stand up to give a keynote speech in front of hundreds of people. That nervousness is anxiety, is is, is worry about what's going to happen. And and therefore, there is a, a huge element, a huge element of a linkage between anxiety and self-belief. Now, you can see this over and over again. If I, for example, was jumping out of an aeroplane tomorrow with a parachute and it's my first time, I would have an extraordinary level of anxiety about doing that. However, if I've done it a hundred times, the anxiety drops and I'm 
probably going to make a mistake and kill myself because of the lack of anxiety might lead me to not check that I've put a parachute on. So anxiety has a, has a gift, but the, it all comes down in everyday life if we want to be real and we want to be talking about the average punter playing a game of footy or golf or tennis or, or, or presenting a paper or studying for an exam. It all comes down to one single topic and that is self-belief. Self-belief is not developed through the opinions of others. In fact, what I find dealing with adults between the ages of 25 and 65 is that the more belief the parent had in the child, the less the child had in themselves. So in other words, we, we can borrow self-belief from other people's belief and that gets us can get us a long way but sometime along that path we have to go from I think I'm very good because you told me I am to I know I'm very good I had an incident with somebody the other day that's very interesting and it brings this all a little bit closer to home and that is that I did a coaching session and uh, I, the person, and it was over something quite serious over which this person has some anxiety. The next day that person said to me, thank you so much for your work, Chris. It uh, was so helpful. Unfortunately, I didn't sleep because I had it, it, the conversation gave me a lot of anxiety. And I said, well, it's ironic that you should give me thanks and be kind and loving and warm to me for what I did. But be mean and cruel and um, nasty to yourself by criticizing yourself and, and not trusting yourself and therefore have anxiety. It's very easy to pass on our care and our joy and our wanting other people to be happy we can pass it on it's very easy because it makes us feel good to give it to say thank you to someone you 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 as it says in the Dalai Lama's work the greatest happiness you'll ever have is the one you give unfortunately when it comes to the topic however of self-belief that is not true that when you give somebody self-belief or you give someone kindness or give someone um, a sense of themselves it doesn't reflect back on us self-belief is really about ourselves now there are people who piggyback other people for the entirety of their life they don't leave home they don't leave they don't separate from their parents they stay in some ways welded to parents and parents live vicariously through the people and that is not wrong. It's 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 a um, it's almost like a, a community, uh, a family of monkeys or, or or whatever, where the young monkeys stick around and 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 pay homage to the oldest one as being the source of their self belief. Uh, it's probably in some way similar to being religious. Self belief comes from the love of something else. Um, if we're not fortunate enough to have a righteous, spiritual, unquestioned belief pattern, which is 
getting harder and harder to have because it's being proven many, many times over that there's a lot of people faking it. Um, Self-belief has to go internal. And self-belief is, I honestly think, um, it can't be done with emotion. It can't be done by pumping yourself up. It can't be done by hyping ourselves up. I think self-belief is is track record driven. Uh, self-belief is uh, uh, when we validate ourselves and say, I did this well, see. I did that well, see. I did that well, see. And we start to build up a repertoire of proof that we have self-belief. That's the first thing. The second thing about self-belief is not generic. There are seven areas of life. And if you have self-belief in your sporting prowess or your sexual prowess or, or whatever element of, of the seven areas of life that you focus on, there will be an equal and opposite lack of self-belief in something else. So we shouldn't always try to say that there is a silver bullet self-belief is a package what we can say however is it's really important in the area of your highest value to have self-belief so it would be pretty ridiculous if your highest value is business or uh, wealth creation for the family it's the way of you giving to the family Um, it would be pretty ridiculous to say i'm really insecure about my ability to make money and build my career if that's my highest value but I'm really confident in my parenthood, which is not uh, irrelevant, but it's not our highest value. So self-belief, highest value, vision, purpose, um, all these things start to dovetail into each other to create a solid, a solid anxiety-free life. Now, while we depend, uh, it, it, I tell a story quite often about the guy who rows out to sea. He's going to New Zealand and he's rowing along, or she, rowing along, getting towards New Zealand. They leave Bondi and they're having a great time and rowing along, rowing along. And, and you interview the person, you say, do you believe in God? And they go, uh, no, I believe in these two oars, these two arms, this thing, compass, direction, I, I, and all the food I've got, I believe in my planning. I have taken the variables out of this and they go out to see and a hurricane comes and the boat gets smashed and they're uh, hanging on to the edge of the boat and they're circling by shark you go do you believe in god and their conviction about their solidarity belief in themselves in the boat in the things around them starts to diminish and so we will all look up we will all look up in a moment of deep anxiety we will always look up now is it god is it a cloud is it the sun is it the moon is it a star is it the universe is it something we will all look up in a moment of deep anxiety my point would be to today would be to say to you why in the fuck do you have to wait for deep anxiety to look up it's a ridiculous notion Look up. Look up every half hour. Look up. And usually if you're in a sinking boat and you're out to sea and the, and all the things you trusted are starting to fall away and the sharks are circling, you do look up. 
and you don't look up into nothing you look up into something and therefore it's innate that we do believe in a power greater than ourselves and that doesn't have to be labeled male god female goddess it doesn't have to be given a name Allah or whatever it is or Buddha or Jesus it doesn't have to be given a name if you choose it to give it a name good luck to you that's fantastic if you don't have a name for it make up one Fred but that's what's important is to understand that there are that it is innate to deal with anxiety by looking up and looking up I mean to a power greater than yourself when I teach the universal laws of nature, which were on the planet, the five universal laws were on the planet long before the pyramids were built. In fact, the people who built the pyramids knew the five laws of nature. They believed that if you understood the laws of nature, if you understood the five universal laws, you understood the mind of the thing that created them the thought that came before the Big Bang came from those five universal laws. So to understand the universe and understand life and understand yourself in the context of the five universal laws is sort of anxiety relief because you sort of are saying, I want to understand the mind of, pardon me, saying the word God. I want to understand the mind of creation, creator. And what better way to understand that than the five principles on which they built everything, including me. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.